Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs. Again, that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below. When you purchase their services... Let them know Derek sent you. to another one. I'm Derek. That's Scar. That's Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm great. Scar, how are you doing today? <laughs> Smoke. Vape. Nigga. Nigga. You, you see what happens? Niggas get a haircut and act all different and shit. Like, like, you were, like you was the same nigga you was before the fucking haircut, nigga. The new haircut swag is a uh, is a real life thing for all of the folks out there who don't know what it's like to get that that new haircut. Um, but that's not what I'm on. I'm I'm just on a whole nother level today. I'm just happy to not be at work anymore. Okay. Honor and grace to God who said, "Let my people go to my boss." Let my people go. Hey there, nigga. You know my man Derek. Just let that nigga go home an hour early. That's the real song. Okay. Nah, what was, what was that? Was that Fresh Prince? I have no clue. When they were locked up and the dude started singing that shit. <laughs> Brandon, you got anything on this? Nope. I think it was an episode of Fresh Prince where um, where Will and um, Will and Carlton got arrested for something. And the dude started singing in the in the in the holding cell. Do you know the first verse to "Let My People Go"? I don't know the actual words. I know what it sounds like. I can. I know the notes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's one of those things you can make it up, and white folks, no matter how you would sing it, it would they'd be like. <sighs> I saw you hanging from a tree. Let my people go. I think it was like when Pharaoh was in Jesus land or something like that. When Pharaoh was in Jesus land, let my people go. They beat the ass of the black man. Let my people go. Every gospel song is really about slavery. Yes. 
they were all coded. So all those songs that y'all, white people, all those songs that your grandparents were singing with such great gusto in church. <laughs> Swing low, sweet chariot. <laughs> oh, man. So this episode was um, the season finale. Uh, episode 10 Endless Forms must, Most Beautiful If I take too long to try and figure out how to come up with these names I go wild When Israel was in Egypt's land Let my people go Oppressed so hard they could not stand Let my people go See that's still slavery Y'all niggas thought y'all was singing something real when y'all was out there singing Amazing Grace. I fucking hate Amazing Grace. I've told everyone that I could think of, don't let no, at my funeral, do not let anybody sing Amazing Fucking Grace. I will slap, I will wake up out of my death and, and slap the shit out of somebody. No, I think you waking up out of your death would be more than enough. You ain't got to slap nobody after that. No, I'm slapping. I'm slapping the shit out of whoever was responsible for this shit. Do not play "Amazing Fucking Grace" at my damn at my funeral. Anything that has anything to do with me, because I don't give a fuck what no one says. I'm not the type of motherfucker that's gonna like denigrate myself for some god that doesn't even fucking talk to me and call myself a wretch. For what? I'm not a fucking wretch. You know what kind of person you got to be a fucking wretch? Hood wretch. Hood wretch. The the idea that like I I had this conversation on Twitter like a while ago, and like the the Christians was like, you know, like they were just basically talking like don't 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 say the Christians. It was one nigga. You know who it was. Stop playing. No. Stop no, actually, playing. It's it didn't start with Knox. Stop that. It didn't Why are you saying Knox. names? I, I didn't even mean Knox. No, because no, because it started it started with me actually, and he was and we were and they were talking and they were talking about how before God they are nothing, you know, like in the face of God they are nothing, and all of this kind of stuff, and they were just really kind of basically just like carrying themselves, like you know, what I mean, like I, I am, I am, I am dirt. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, I don't, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that I'm better than God or anything like that, but I'm not fucking dirt. You know what I mean? I'm not wretched just because I live. I'm not, I'm not any of these fucking things. Like, I'm, you know, I, I try to, I try to be a good dude. And like, I, I would never think that I'm less than what I am. I'm a That's good right. I'm a good fucking human. I'm, you know, I'm not a god, and I'm not. I'm never. I'm not five percent. I'm not thinking that I'm ever going to at, at the anything close to God. But like, I, I'm definitely not dirt. Self. I turned into a. I turned into a conservative today, even though I'm a progressive on Twitter. I knew it was a. It was a long road, I but mean, I knew it was coming. Texas. Right. <laughs> You've been standing up for white people a lot recently. Well, you know, I respect all people, but all people see, matter, right? All lives. Did y'all? All lives do matter. Black okay. lives matter more, though. <laughs> okay, go. Did y'all see the people def, uh, defending the drug drug, and they were blaming it on racism and capitalism? Did y'all see that? Nope. I don't. I don't pay attention to the news. It's too depressing. So this this black woman, she's 21 years old, 
right? She was bragging on, she's been bragging on Twitter about uh, she's the best drunk driver in the world. Wait, what? And then, listen, and then she, last week on Monday, she was driving drunk. Got she's pulled the best. by the police. Okay. She got pulled over by the police. And then when she was going home, well, she was driving drunk. I pulled over by the police, but before that, she she hit someone and killed two, three people, driving drunk. So she brags about driving drunk all the time. And then I get on Twitter today, and people are like, "See, this is what happens when you live in a racist capitalist society, which caused this woman to drive drunk because she was dealing with all the ills of being a black woman in America, and so that's why she hit." These two, these three no, people, fuck, and killed fuck them. That shit. I'm, so, a cons- I'm a conservative at that point. And so she should. We shouldn't be blaming her. Y'all shouldn't be coming after her for doing that. And I'm like, bro, that's that neoliberal nonsense. Like, you know me. Okay, so now I sound like myself, <laughs> like these niggas. But like, come on, <laughs> that's man. what I'm saying. This, I this whole, this whole thing, this this whole thing, start standing up for people who do something wrong. Like, okay, if you drive drunk, like. I'm going to be like, yo, I don't think you should do that. But, like, if you want to drive drunk, you are perfectly within your rights to drive drunk until you harm someone else. Until someone else is harmed by your drunk driving, then all fucking bets are off. That was wild. It's a wild time on the, twi- on the Twitter machine. You got the power. I can't, I can't imagine defending a drunk driver. That's so wild to me. I'm sorry. If you come out bragging that you're the best drunk driver around, what the fuck is that? Exactly. It's a tweet. You can see it. It's, it was from It was from earlier this year, January 15, 2022. If you ask me, I'm the best drunk driver ever. <laughs> My nigga, this is the best. Like that just sounds like a joke. It sounds like a joke, right? It, it sounds it sounds like it sounds like a, a scene from Half Bait. Like, <laughs> have you ever driven drunk? Have you it ever driven like it's drunk not real. on weed? Like, what the fuck is and wrong? Then I with thought you? people were making jokes, but no, people were like seriously, if like you, if, making if that def- argument. If you defend this nonsense, fuck you too. All I gotta say is this: What kind of fuckery is this? That's really it. Like wow, I ain't heard you're that one li- in a while. You're, I know. I haven't had to use it in a while. But you're literally like defending something that is dangerous, not only to yourself, but to everybody else. Yes, on and, Don't Be a Menace, they said that that shit was fun, but it's literally satire. But as <laughs> the, moment, the moment someone else got killed, there is no defending that. Exactly. Oh. Two what? state troopers and a civilian. Three people. You know that's really well. Yes, I do. That way we can talk over it. Okay. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the yeah! Like, he really was feeling that shit when he made this song, though. You know what? I watched Boogie Nights this past week. <laughs> oh, okay. That's why. Because, like, Really, like, um, you know, like the people, people of my generation, we know the song from fucking Transformers. And yeah. then when it showed up in Boogie Nights, we was like, "What the 
Oh my god. That nigga saying yeah on Boogie Nights was the best fucking part. Like, hold on one second. Okay, Derek, you ready? Yeah, I was born ready, Nick. Let's go, man. Derek Diggler demo. Get the vocals up. You got the touch. Take seven. Turn my fucking headphones up. <laughs> Turn those shits up. <laughs> That's from Boogie Nights. He's taking the song in Boogie that, Nights. That's from when the nigga was fully coked up. Yeah, he was. He was. I mean, I mean, he was. He was hired to name Empire State at that point. Oh shit! It's it's on our list, Brandon. Um, but yes, no. Uh, one thing, two things. Then then we'll get to the actual episode. Um, one realized. At some point, again, this past week, had an epiphany that the father-son relationship in Don't Be a Menace was literally riffing on the joke that I've been making all this time about how much older Cuba Gooding Jr. looked than his father, Larry Fishburne, in that movie. <laughs> it literally just dawned on me this past week. That's why that nigga was giving him bedtime stories and shit. Because he looked like the dad and the dad looked like the son. You just got that. All right. I just got it. There's so many jokes that fly through that movie and I haven't watched it in so long. But after making fun of the movie so much, it really did hit me. Yeah. Yeah! Oh, <laughs> the second thing. The second thing is... Uh, this fucking finale was heart-wrenching. If I had to sit through another, like, couple months before I could see what would happen next, yeah, I'd, I'd be quite on the edge. I did. I started watching when it was airing about halfway through the first season, and I had to wait in between episodes, too. That's what happened with me with, uh... With uh, Breaking Bad, with Breaking Bad last two seasons, and it's rough. Yeah, y'all I, niggas I, who now live in a streaming era, y'all don't know. That's that happened with me with Lost. Actually, I actually started watching Lost because GameStop started having where you could trade in like DVDs and shit. And I had some extra money, so I bought the first season of Lost. Then I went back and bought the second season of Lost. The third season was airing, and then once I caught up, it was like, fuck, now I gotta wait another week? Yeah, no. No. Y'all kids. Same thing, I mean, same yeah, thing. yeah. Same thing happened to me with Avatar. Yeah, having Spotify and having access to all the music, and yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever the fuck. Netflix is what the game changer was. Yeah, Pornhub, yeah, that too. To an extent, yeah. But Netflix... I've never been to Pornhub. Because you've been to other places, nigga. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I'm, I do Pornhub. I'm Pornhub's the one that I know that everything's on the up and up. Everything else always has that dirty sheen of... That might be a kid, which is why you only go to the mature or MILF section, but... Yeah, I, I went through that for a while. Yeah, like, after John Grisham was like my homie got caught up watching child porn on this side. I was like, nope, he's naming names, and I'm out, and I'm gone, and I'm here. So when Pornhub 
made sure that all of their actors were verified and all the videos were verified. I was like, the least I can do is show my respect by making sure I only jack off to their content. Been the porn up. Yeah. Yeah. Release the beasts. <laughs> yeah, the the um old buddy who, who we used to be cool with, the the other dude that broke his dick, um, he he put me onto the other site that I use. Ah, for sure. I remember that motherfucker. So, anyway, this episode starts off with uh, Sarah taking Amelia down to the basement of Mrs. S's house where Helena is being held. And um, while Amelia is talking to Helena, because Amelia is trying to convince Helena that she's her birth mother. Uh, while she's talking to Helena, Miss S is smooth going through Amelia's luggage like... Um, while she's not here let me just go ahead and fumble through stuff and she pulls out an envelope from a book like she knows what she's looking for I knew Mrs. S was suspect because I didn't know exactly I still don't know exactly what her suspect is but I knew there was something up to her because she knew how to find her real mom way too easy for me well I mean she she spoke with somebody she she got in touch with, with Carlton yeah, she got in touch with her with her people back home, and the people got to Amelia. She didn't do it directly. Yeah, yeah, but that's that, one degree of separation. That's pretty but close. The the thing is, how the fuck did Amelia know to go straight there? I'm assuming in the call they told her. I'm assuming until I see otherwise that they're all fake. Amelia's fake. Carlton's fake. Because what we find out later on really has me looking at Miss S with a raised eyebrow, which is that the picture in the envelope reveals an age uh, photo of two scientists. And then Kira sneaks downstairs and she's like, what's happening? <laughs> Miss S is like, you're supposed to be in bed, little nigga. I'm like, don't, don't sneak up on me. I just told yo, yo, yo mom like yesterday, because again, every episode's a new day. It seems it's like the new version of 24. I just told your mama yesterday. At, no, literally a few hours earlier. This is the same thing. I've seen 24. Is that good? It's so cool. It? It's cool. The first couple of seasons are pretty decent. After yeah. That, after that, I would strongly suggest not away slowly. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> saying it's Oz bad after the first couple of seasons, but it just gets tepid. That's good yeah, it's like it's like there's only so many times you can go back to the same idea. Yeah, yeah, mining the same well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like I just told your mama, like it's legal for everybody to hunt out here, and I got a shotgun, so don't be sneaking up on me. Don't sneak up on a brother. Y'all remember that old video where the dude pops out the trash can, <laughs> the black dude punched him square in the face. Yeah, when he tried to scare him, he just yeah. bow, he falls right back in the trash can. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Oscar the Grouch got knocked the fuck out. So, um, after that, Art is interrogating Sarah. Or wait, I'm sorry. Suddenly, out of nowhere, there's a banging on the door, um, the front door, which interrupts Sarah and Helena from talking to Amelia. Uh, and Art and the police burst in with guns and they arrest Sarah. Um, and in the meantime, Helena has managed to pull herself free of her restraints and escape out the window of the basement. Also, Amelia has told Sarah, yo, I need to talk to you privately, fam. 
like when we all done with this, it's all cool that I get to see my other daughter and everything. But yo, when it's just me and you, I need to tell you some real shit. It's some real shit. You feel me? You feel me? We good. Dap, dap, dap. That happened. But yeah, so police, they come in and they uh, get Sarah on obstruction. And he has Felix arrested on a betting. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a dap hug, uh, two close fists, pats on the back type situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For real, like yo, hey, bring it in, bring it in, yo, my nigga, hey, 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 look, 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 my nigga. When Brandon gets off the line, I need to talk to you real quick, my nigga, just real quick, just some, just some shit, just some shit. Yeah, she just said, Miss, Mrs. S is not who she sees. Miss S, Miss S is like real. Miss S, the S stands for shady, my nigga. Like you need to holler at your holla at your girl when it's all said and done like meet me at a spot i don't even care where it's at like where you live at we'll meet there and um we'll do this real real quiet like because i done seen some shit and i got some shit in my 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 suitcase that i probably shouldn't have left up there alone with miss s because you already got suspicions my nigga like what right exactly Take your suitcase with you everywhere you go. Ain't you seen Mary Poppins? My nigga, Mary Poppins took her bag wherever she went to, and that was a big-ass bag with a fucking everything in it. I think, She's I think professional. The, I think the thing about Miss S is, I think a lot of this is to make you look at Mrs. S, but ain't nothing really there. Yeah. It's the end of the season. Yeah. We got to do something, but they still. Gotta, they got to set up some storylines. But still. If I got beef with somebody in your family, Scar, you know what I'm not going to do? Leave my bag. I ain't going to leave my bag around the person I got beef with. Exactly. Hey, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because this used to be petty as fuck. But we, I had a cousin who I wasn't cool with. We all have situations in our family where you fall out with your cousins for a little bit. It just so happened we fell out when I was nine and they were seven. So I'm in the front room playing video games. And I get called to the back room. My mom wanted to talk to me in the back room. You took your controllers with you. I took the controllers to the Nintendo. You took the controllers with you, did Unplug both controllers because I didn't want that nigga playing Contra while I was gone. <laughs> Makes sense. <sighs> I regret nothing. I would fuck with that nigga Kevin, dog. Right? Hey, that nigga Peter nigga- bed and then just wait. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't fuck with that nigga Lil Kevin. You know, you know, you yeah. know, look, look, Kevin. I don't fuck with Lil Kevin, dog. Like, fuck that nigga, dog. Fuck that nigga, Lil Kevin, man. He, man, fuck. He's a snitch. My nigga, like, every time we go somewhere. He a spy. Yeah, little Kevin. Shout out to little Kevin. <laughs> little Kevin, you know what you did. So, um, Sarah's like, you know what? If I try to tell you what was going on, Art, you wouldn't even believe me. And Art's like, try me. Because right now, you're the prime suspect for this murder. And if you don't tell me, Kira's going to be a motherless child. So Shout out to the Wu-Tang, cha- yeah. Wu-Tang Clan. Allison is working out to a video. She's literally working out to Sean T, my nigga. Yeah, she was doing the hip hop abs joint. Right. I was like, I see this, I see this nigga commercial dog. Shout out to all my niggas who are beach bodies out there. Shout out to all my niggas who want to be beach bodies, but we're really beach balls. It's okay. We out here. Sean T was my nigga back then. He used to he used to do exercise routines that were to a hip hop Harry beat. Pretty much. And um, 
Pretty. <laughs> go, go, go. I fuck go. with hip hop Harry. Those kids used to fucking dance their ass off at the end of hip hop Harry. They used to give you everything. <laughs> it's like they was all dancing like all like hard and shit and then it was always the one little white girl that did some ballet shit and it's just like hold on you in the wrong spot but you know what fuck it we 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 out here oh god so yeah shanti was dope back then shanti's dope now the thing is at some point in between those two times i think they told him yo we know you're gay and you know you're gay but we don't want your people exercising with you to know you're gay because some of them may not like that you're gay. So if you could tuck that in a little bit. And so he started doing, instead of the hip-hop dance shows, he started doing like P90X Extreme and shit like that. Where he tried to act all hard and shit. But now he's doing dance again and he's yeah, happy you, again. You know what I mean? It's just, I'm going to tuck mine in. Pretty much. So she's working out to a video on the doorbell rings and Dr. Leakey's at the door and he's like, can I come in? And this nigga literally brings a contract to Allison. He calls it a treaty. He's like, it's a treaty between us. And Allison's like, you know what? Fuck it. I will sign if you just give me my old life back. Like, leave me and my kids alone. Dr. Leakey is a bad guy. I think Dr. Leakey is just all about science. And he just want he want whatever can make him do science more. Okay, I think I don't think he's a bad guy either. But the way that he, the way that he fuck, the, the way that he took out Kevin for no fucking reason. Oh yeah, he's a murderer at the very least. You got to be kind of bad to be out there just. Yeah, but Kevin was a problem. He was a he was a problem. Was he? He was still Leaky's. Like if he wasn't Leaky's underling, and I think he was Leaky's underling. The way Kevin was so worried about it. Mm-hmm. Like he, like Kevin was worried, like he had seen some shit before. He's gonna fuck up the science. I think Leaky's cool with them living their lives as long as he can get his science shit going. I feel like Leaky's cool with them living their lives as long as he's able to stay in control of them all because he still looks at them like they are science experiments and not people. Right. So it's yeah, like telling the mouse, I'll give you an extra piece of cheese if you sign this contract, but you're still they in the trap. They science experience, though. And, and, and Kevin, I'm going I'm to call him Kevin. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> what movie was that? <laughs> she was calling him Kevin. Uh, she called him Kevin. She kept calling the dude Kevin with like his, like his D on the end of his name. Uh, but um, they, uh, I think he put, he, put the, he put the clones in danger. And okay. that is that, that that is the reason why Leaky took him out because like you, we can't have that. Okay, I think, I think he I think he's I think he's a I think he's a real ass nigga when it comes to the clones, and he want he he wants all of them to be safe. because I mean, and then it go, it goes back to the science. It always goes back to the science. Yeah, he's blinded by the science. I'm not even I'm not even joking. He's literally like this is it for me. Just the science. That's all I care about. You have to say that while pointing to the air. Nobody will see it who's listening. Science. Science. Yeah. And then then it led to Got It Twisted, which is a great, one of the greatest Mob Deep songs ever. Also one of the best uses of samples. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I was listening to a song recently. I'm going to have to go back and find it because I was like, you know what? 
This sample is thorough as fuck, and it does not get the respect it deserves. I can't remember which one it is now, but I'll think of it in a bit. Anyhow, Leaky offers her protection from Helena and other threats, as well as removing her monitor. And Allison is just like, yeah, you're going to take her away. And he's like, "Mm, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, her, Mm mm-hmm. Cuban B. <laughs> <laughs> he Cuban B the fuck out of her. Yes, Cuban B. <laughs> fuck it her. It kept it moving. Fuck her. Sign this, and in return, you'll um, you know, you'll have to get non-invasive testing twice a year. You I know, love, it's nothing. I, I love he was very expressive about everything that he wanted to do for her. And then when she said something about her monitor being a woman, he was just kind of like, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's her. By the way, <laughs> we're going to do this. And um, just sign here, here, and here, and here. I think he might have had Donnie go if she if he had thought she known it was him. Yeah, I think so too. I think that it's one of those situations. I I read a comic book. It's one of my favorites. I might post it up on Twitter at some point if one of the listeners wants to see it. But um, there's a segment in the comic book where the little girl, it's a comic book called Baby Blues. And the, the big sister and the little brother both go to school. The little brother's in like preschool maybe and he comes up to his dad and he's like did mom tell you what i did today and the dad's like no and he's like did my sister tell you what happened today and the dad's like no and the little boy's like so i got away with it that's what leaky sounded like talking to her about the monitor like yeah yeah she's gone She's out of here. Don't even worry about that shit. But he empowered her like a motherfucker in ways he couldn't even have seen coming. Um, Felix is getting interrogated this at nigga, the police this station. Nigga showed, this nigga showed up like Mushu, like, I am the great skull dragon. Don't even worry about it. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Felix is being interrogated at the police station by Angela, and I just realized, I just, I've always, I always thought that Angie's. Angie was a nickname for her last name being DeAngelis. I didn't know her name was Angela DeAngelis. Absolutely. That's just fucked up parenting. That is, that's, that's, that's insufficient daddying right there to quote Bomani. Yeah, it's in like the like you know, married with children when she got married, she got drunk and got married and realized her name was Marcy Darcy. Yeah, that's, (laughs) but but that's different. Your parents made the choice to name you Angela DeAngelis. <laughs> like, that's that's not cool. So, she's, she's interrogating him about his false identification of Beth's dead body as Sarah. And he's like, it, it was a case of mistaken identity. I was, I was sad. Like, what the fuck do you want me to do? And um, they're talking back and forth. And Felix is like, you know what? You know what your problem is? You need to get laid. And she's like, you know, I would, but everybody I run into seems to be a gay man. By the way, I'm going to get you the worst fucking public defender out there. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to find you the one that got all the caseloads. I'm going to find asshole. More and more. And right after I said something nice about her, too. Um, Oh, no. Just wait. It gets worse. Yeah, she's going to make sure he gets the public defender that's got, like, 
that doesn't even have the briefcase just carrying the files and dropping shit. Just right. holding them to his chest like like the the stereotypical girls in the in the teen movies. That's the nerd. <laughs> you know what? As soon as you said that, um, I don't want to wait. Popped in my head. Um, like, <laughs> as soon as you said that, because you know, like every every teen movie that has the ugly girl that takes off her glasses and all of a sudden she's beautiful, they all drop something in the hallway. Can't wait to do. She's all that. I cannot wait, Brandon. I'm like, not watching it. I'm in protest. The why are you in protest? Not watching sees all that. Why don't you go ahead and me watch next Drumline? It's on the list. But why not she's all that? Ball. I mean, we could literally we could literally discuss it now. Drumline is a delightfully average movie. And so is she's all that. They literally have a scene where everybody knows the same dance steps that Usher, who does nothing but DJs in the hallways of the school, taught them. How the fuck did he teach them all the same fucking dance routines? Do you know how many? There's literally one black dude. Do you know how many people and Little Kim that fucking movie? There's so many people and Gabrielle Union. There's so many famous people that plays in this movie, and they're all pretending to be fucking teenagers. It's right. it's bonkers. It's bonkers. They're all pretending to be fucking teenagers. There's so many famous people that that ended up being famous shortly little, thereafter. Little it's Kim, like, the nigga from Psych. Well, actually, Bud. <laughs> um, there's just ah. Uh. Punk Bud ass Paul Walker. Bud from Marrying with Children? He was not in that movie. No, Bud from the Cosby show. This is uh, my friend Bud. You know, Bud. You 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 young. Young ass. I know the Cosby show. Uh-huh. I thought you were talking about Married with Children though. No, nah, he was Bud was the only black dude in the movie. Um so Kasima is leaving the bus station and she starts to cough up blood like Katya. Uh, she gets ambushed by Dr. Leakey, who's like, yo, why don't, why don't you just hop in? I'm going to give you a ride wherever you need to go while we discuss an agreement. And Dr. Leakey offers her a job at the Diet Institute and her also I'll give you access to your complete sequence genome, which is going to give her freedom to research the clones. At the police station, Art is playing back Sarah's recording tour um, and she had, you know, earlier recorded the the thing in a moment of panic saying, you know, Art, if I'm calling you, that means I'm dead and my real name is this and you're the only one I trust and you're the only one who can figure everything out and then she didn't die. And that's one of those moments you want to get away. And I forgot to delete this shit. Right. Like, that's one of the moments. All of this stuff is happening in a matter of days. Like, this is not... Like all, all of this stuff, it seems like a lot to happen to anyone, and it's all um, it's all happening in a matter of days. It's easy to forget some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, and this isn't like where you can go in and just throw the entire answer machine out the window and shit. This is, you know, on the voicemail. A lot of this stuff, I've realized, a lot of this stuff is when these things just came out, as far as phones go. Right. And now it's so second nature. It's just like, oh, okay. Like, okay. Um, but yeah, she's like about to reveal everything to him. But then all of a sudden, Daniel Rosen comes in and he's like, I'm a lawyer who works with Dr. L- or I'm a lawyer. I'm her lawyer. You can get the fuck away from her. And then we find out he works with Dr. Leakey. And he has Sarah immediately released uh, before she could say anything to Art. 
And the lawyer takes Sarah to a building where they meet up with Paul and Paul tries to convince her, you know, listen to their offer, like, like, take him up on it. He, he, he's good. He's cool. Uh, saying that he has to work with Dr. Leakey since they can still blackmail him about what happened to him in Afghanistan. Um, and they leave Sarah in a dark office with the woman standing in the corner. And the woman turns around and another one. Rachel Duncan. We knew that last episode. But yeah, I didn't get a chance to add another one back then. Another one. And Rachel offers Sarah mutual disclosure and topside. And Rachel says they just want to transition Sarah to self-awareness. They'll answer any questions for her and give her protection from Elena and the Prolethians. As long as Sarah works for them or works with them. And Rachel's like, if you don't, something could happen to your daughter. And Sarah rejects the offer, and, and Rachel's like, you know what, I'll give you 24 hours to really think about it. Think it over. Think it over. And so they all meet up, Allison, Sarah, and Kasima at Felix's loft to discuss the contracts. And Allison's like, you know what, I'm going to take it to keep my kids safe. And Kasima's like, my offer to study the clone biology is tempting, but, you know, I'm not really sure about this shit. And Kasima also warns Sarah that Rachel's offer might be a red herring and their true interest may not be in Sarah, but it might actually be in Kira because she's the first documented child of a clone. And she receives a notification on her phone that Delphine has skipped her flight out of the out of the country. That's pretty calm hearing all this crazy shit. You know, I we we have to mention like the 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 technological feat of having three of them in the same room, exactly. in the same shots, exactly. Is, it's not it, that difficult. And no, but, but back then it is. Yeah. But yeah, back then no, was it? Twenty thirteen? No, was it? It's, and, and no, was it? Final yeah. Cut was out then. And, and we, for y'all could do that shit. But to make it to make it not seem like they had to like rig some shit, you know what I mean? Because like. You know, it's, it's not that difficult. It's just you film one scene with the person there, you film the other scene doing the other part, and you film the other scene the other part, and they just overlay it over each other. It's the same scene. Well, she technically she does, it does look good though. She acts off of someone else. She someone yeah. they they swap out and then they they do like a they do like a replacement over the other lady. Um, the other lady will come up. She she does have a part. In later seasons, um, actually, I think it's later this season that you actually see her. Um, but she, is, they get, they gave her an actual part other than just being the other clone in the room. Uh, but they gave her another part. But so, like when we when we get to that, I'll I'll tell you who she is. Yeah, because they did when they zoom in, like when they hug each other, they always show one face at a time. You yeah. notice that? Yep. So. Y'all technical niggas. Art and Angela identify the German as Katja, but they're unable to pursue the lead since it falls under federal jurisdiction. And uh, they decide to focus on Sarah Manning since, you know, Art found her association with Vic. And Vic (laughs) is at an NA meeting, a narcotics anonymous meeting, as he shares his story. And his story includes him saying, my name is Vic. And I'm an addict, I guess. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, that's a step, I guess. 
And when Art and Angela threatened Vic with his outstanding warrants, he's like, you know what? I'm not a snitch. But the last time I saw Sarah, she was in Scarborough acting like she was a suburban wife. Let me give you the address. He got a grudge. Wouldn't you? Allison sees Ainsley's house has been sold when she takes out her recycling. And that just empowers her to know that Ainsley is her monitor. So she runs up in Ainsley's uh, garage where where Ainsley is packing and Allison walks over there to talk. And Ainsley tells her, me and Chad are separated and it's all your fault. And Allison confronts her, accusing Ainsley of being her monitor. And they get into an argument. And Ainsley is throwing away a Christmas angel that Allison had made her for a gift. She throws it into the sink's garbage disposal, which honestly, all that thread is just going to stop up the fucking garbage disposal. Of course. This was so but stupid. she's talking shit while she's doing it. Like, this is the gift you gave me, and this is what I think of you, and you're a skank and a slut. And- she, she's packing and moving boxes. Why the fuck is she wearing a skank? At this point, Allison should have known she wasn't the monitor. And I don't give a fuck. She's talking all that shit and proto-Karen had on a scarf and leaned too far to stuff that fucking angel down the guard's disposal to prove a point and her fucking scarf got stuck on the guard's disposal and instead of the guard's disposal stopping like it should because it's fucking got something wrapped around it that won't let it work, it pulls her further and further and tightens the scarf around her neck more and more until... (sighs) Allison could have saved her. Yep. She should have saved her. This is a poor choice. But she, but, but at this point, she's still thinking that that's her monitor. And, and she's talking shit. And, she, and, and of course, and she's talking shit. So Allison is like, hey, this is the perfect opportunity to get rid of my monitor. Yeah, but she should have known she wasn't a monitor at that point. She, I mean, we're, we're, we're thinking about it from the outside looking in, like... You know, the only other person that she thought could possibly be the monitor had had a bullshit excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she that knows she about how the monitors act, and none of the other monitors are cussing out their friends and going off on them. None of them. They don't act like that. She knows that the monitors are there. To and protect Paul them. went off on Sarah. Yes. No, Paul. He pulled a gun, pulled a gun on Sarah. He pulled a gun Paul, on her. No, 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 no. Because Paul, Paul wasn't her monitor. Is what you're going to say? Paul knew that she wasn't Beth. Or something was up. CP ain't pulling no gun out on Beth, from what we know. Yeah. None of them act like that. And she in there just, no, no, no. She sound like a woman that you pissed off. Like, that's what she sound like. Not like a monitor. And, and, and they had Allison make a face. I mean, but at the same time, like Allison is off of, like, pills and alcohol this whole time. So her paranoia is high. It's still a bad choice anyway. She should have. I mean, now you got to deal with that. Yeah, she do. But still, it was funny as fuck. And the fact that as soon as Ainsley starts talking shit, she needs the person she's talking shit to's help is literally a dream of every person in the world who's ever been in that situation and stands in the shower and says, I do this in this situation. And Allison had that opportunity. Why and what you, she chose was violence. Why do you not reach up and untangle the scarf from around your neck? That's a good question. Why do you have the scarf tied like a fucking tie to where it's going to choke you out? That's how they tie them scarves, so that you can pull them like this mm. to make it tighter and stuff. Mm. Every yeah. nigga I know has, they do the loop around the neck 
the loop around the neck, and then you just got two parts of the scarf hanging down yeah, in front. You must not know sophisticated people. Sophisticated people. You're, you're calling Ainsley a sophisticated person who's packing up in her garage because Chad left her. Sophisticated people don't got divorces? And you live in California. You got to talk to a Northeastern or Midwestern person who actually live in the cold, how they wear scarves to protect their neck. You must and protect they, your neck. You must protect your neck. Watch your so step, that you can unloosen it, it like this. Baby, baby, come on. Baby, come on. Baby, come on. Scar knows. I don't. I don't wear scarves, and I don't. I don't. I live in Virginia. Like it don't. It don't really get that cold. It. It really gets scarf cold. I just. I just don't know niggas who would literally tie a scarf like a tie. Like that's the only way that a scarf would choke you out. No, yeah. it's tied like this, and then they do a loop, and then they have a big thing here, like a ball here, and then you move it like this, up and down like that. like a Loose tie. It. Yeah, that's how people wear t- scarves. Like a tie. Yeah, that's normal. I, I didn't. I didn't know that. <laughs> I only know people people who wear scarves. I only know them to wear the the, the way that Rashawn that I described it. This the wrap around the wrap around black folks ain't doing all that extra shit. Maybe that's yes. that. No, see, you always do this, and I always prove you wrong. It's yeah. that's how people wear ties. I mean, wear scarves in Baltimore. Herbs wear. What what you're talking about is the people that go like this. One loop and then it just hangs down, right? They wrap no it around their neck. Like no, no one wears it like that. Scar, did you wear your scarf like that? I don't wear scarves. But if you, when your parents used to make you wear a scarf when you were a little kid, I never wore no. They never made me wear no fucking scarf. What yeah, I like, I live in Virginia, dog. It don't get scarf gold. Yeah. Listeners, if your parents ever made you wear a scarf and made you tie it like a tie, please let me know. I'll be right again. That's that's all I want to know. Just let me know, and please don't lie to make this nigga feel good about himself. <laughs> I'll be right again. Feel free to bring this nigga down a notch. Nobody from Atlanta or California should answer. We want the people from the Northeast, I guess, and the Northwest because they're the only ones who really know how to tie a tie. So people, I saw. I'm sure women in Atlanta wear scarves. That's a fashion statement. Was a little chilly. It gets chilly in Atlanta. It that seems like a. I mean, does it get scarf chilly? I didn't think it got scarf chilly because when it snowed like an inch, them niggas panicked. <laughs> the scarf is just for your neck, so you don't get cold air on your neck. That's the, what it was for. The scarf for us was quite literally a hindrance. We tried to snap it like a towel into people's legs. We tried to tie it like Indiana Jones to doorknobs. I mean, I'm, I never did a scarf. Like, if it, if it got, if, if I'm really that worried about my fucking neck, like, I'm just put my fucking collar up like the Fonz. Like, what are we talking about here? Hmm? Okay. Let me teach y'all some class. What's what uh, Buck Nasty say on the Chappelle show? Did he say something like that? I I I'm, I don't I don't I want don't. any class. I don't remember what Buck Nasty said. Look, look, look at that. Look at that. Look at that scarf. If it means I gotta wear scarves, if it means I gotta wear scarves, then I'm I'm good. Scarf, 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 scarf. Yeah, I I didn't see anything, Brandon. Nothing came through in the chat. Even the computer. Oh. 
So you got to be telling me that because I'll be looking for where we're at right now. Facebook chat. Let me take a look at this shit so you listeners will know what's going on as he sends me white people's uh, models of some. Th- that's that's that first, what you're talking about. That first that first yes. nigga that first nigga hybrid. But look at the everybody else. You know what the woman? I I still can't imagine people wearing their scarves like that. That just that's seems how like a, people wear scarves. I wear my scarf, and I've seen people when people have the white scarves that they wear to like the fucking Oscars or whatever. They wear it like this dude is wearing his, where it's just hanging down on both sides like a fucking towel after you work out in the gym. Yeah, like those a motherfucking monster. Like a motherfucking monster. Those aren't cool people. Like like Eddie Murphy and Harlem Knights. Exactly. Exactly. Like a motherfucking monster. Like a gangster. Eddie Murphy probably didn't know how to tie a scarf. He probably didn't. Because who the fuck ties a scarf? This is the first person I've ever seen tie a scarf. Just Literally. Wait. Let's wait. We'll get the responses on Twitter. This I'll feels the same as when I found out about gluten. I have questions. Just wait. I'll be right. Listeners, let Rashani and Scar know. This nigga has gotten way too full of himself over these past couple seasons. And you know what, Scar? Just like that, I know he's not going to tell us the truth about the question I have for him in a little bit. I do have a question. I was, I was going to tell you the truth. I was wrong. I thought it was Ainsley's husband. Chad? Chad? Chad. Really? In no circumstance would you fuck your... Well, like you said, Paul wasn't her monitor, but in no but circumstance... But when Paul <laughs> fucked her, he, was, he did think she was Beth. At that point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you did. You beast fucked her. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate you, and I hate that movie. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, so, shit. So, uh, Angel's dead. <laughs> Fuck, I can't get... This is good. Out of my head now. <laughs> it, it, Angel's dead. And Arden Angela is staking out Allison's house, so when she comes out to see to get her mail, they see her and see that she's not Sarah. No way, no fucking how. And they're like, what the fuck's going on, man? I'm freaking out, man. And in Miss S's house, Sarah packs up a bag for Kira. Um, and Sarah tells Kira that they have to hide the bag in case they have to run away. And not to tell anyone, even Miss S. Um, kids, it's never good to keep secrets. As Sarah leaves Amelia, Miss S gives Sarah a warning to watch herself with Amelia. So now both sides are like, don't trust her. Don't you? Wow. Miss S really could have sang that song and it wouldn't even have been like it would have been racist. I mean, no, are they both singing it? But it would have been apt. They're both both singing it, but they're both singing bitches. (laughs) No, but Miss S could have just sang, don't you? I mean, no, but Miss S wouldn't do that. She would remember, but remember, she, she wouldn't say that because remember, she's very fond of Carlton. But no, I'm saying she wouldn't. But if she had, it would have been apt because Amelia was that new nigga over there, <laughs> leaving her nigga essence in the air. <sighs> I feel like white people fuck with us because we say nigga more than any other show that they listen to. Nigga. Right, my nigga. <laughs> Brandon, when's the last time you said nigga? Hour ago. An hour ago? Huh. I feel like Brandon's got a mixtape. So, uh, 
Kasim is at Felix's place coughing up blood in the bathroom and Felix walks in and she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Delphine comes over. I know you do. She's the best. Is she though? Delphine comes to meet Kasim at Felix's and I mean, she's the most naive. Delphine says that she's not going to work with Dr. Leakey anymore and she's on Kasima's side. Yeah, fucking right. And Delphine says the genome sequence that Dr. Leakey gave Kasima doesn't exist anymore because he deleted it. And Kasima's like. Delphine's telling the truth. Is she, though? And Kasima says she doesn't think it's a sequence she but is, a message. She, she, she is telling the truth because she also tells her that the fucking synthetic sequence is gone. And the only reason why she knows that the synthetic sequence is even there is from what she got from Scott. Mm-hmm. And so Kasim is like, okay, you can help. And Sarah meets Amelia at Beth's house, and Amelia warns Sarah about Miss S, and she's not who she seems to be. And as Amelia's about to show Sarah something, Sarah begins talking with the Ukrainian accent, asking, how did scientists put babies in you? And stabs the fuck out of Amelia, and <laughs> Amelia pull and and Amelia pulls off her wig, and it turns out it's not Sarah, it's Helena. You said Amelia pulls off the wig. Yeah, because Amelia pulled off her wig, and she was falling oh, to the pulled, ground. I thought you were saying like Amelia pulled off her own wig. No, I'm, nigga, I'm Sarah, blackface. No, like Amelia pulled off yeah, Helena's it, wig. It was how the fuck she find a wig? Is my first question. Um, remember she is she was taught how to blend in and to be like them so she can get closer to them so she knew yeah she the fucking Hannah of this show no okay it comes on Amazon Prime y'all should really check that show out it's pretty dope it's not up there with Atomic Blonde but it's pretty fucking close Anyhow. never seen either you should really watch Atomic Blonde my nigga that movie is fucking incredible the fight scenes are off the hook. I've never seen John Wick. Still. Check this out. You motherfuckers know what time it is. I don't even know why I'm on this track. I don't even know how I fuck with you right now. Did you see John Wick too? No, I've never seen any of them. I was hoping you'd just skip past John Wick 1. Okay. Why not? I just ne- never got around to it, and it's not on streaming services. It's not? Nope. Damn. But you, it's on It's on Vudu. You can rent it, but it, like... It, it's on Vudu for free. And somebody gave you their Vudu password. And, and that person has all three of them on Vudu for free. Hmm. Imagine that. Right? That's wild. Wow. <laughs> so Helena rightly blames Amelia for giving her away to the Prolethians in the first place and making her this way. Um, and yeah, I mean, the argument is apt. So later that night, Sarah walks in the best apartment to meet up and she finds the floor covered in blood. And Helena's like, yo, we're not there. Come meet us. Um... Allison is sitting in her house, shocked over Ainsley's death, when Donnie walks in and she's looking out the window. And Donnie's like, "What's going on over there?" And and 
Alice is like nothing that concerns us. <laughs> and they reconcile and decide to make a fresh start. Casima uh, is decoding the sequence but can't decipher the barcode as nucleotides. But Delphine says she knows Casima's personal identification code, which is, say it with me, 324B21. 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 They don't. Mm-hmm. They never say. They never say it. They. They always say each part individually. 324B21. I know that you're a uh, poet because you sound out every syllable like this from the Boondocks. Sorry. So 324B21. And using that information, Kasima attempts to run a decryption program, but nothing works. Uh, but they make a breakthrough when they realize the data encoded must have been done like 30 years ago. And therefore, it wouldn't have been done in nucleotide sequence, but binary in ASCII. Brandon, when you were learning uh, computer programming, did they no. do anything? No ASCII? Absolutely not. At all? No. Damn. I would have thought they would have taught y'all to old school just to be safe. Hey, for what? Nobody used that shit. <laughs> That's how it's you like, make it's the like, pictures. It's like when I went to school and they taught us how to use DOS. It was like, why are you teaching us this? So you can play Snake, my nigga. <laughs> Sarah goes to meet Helena in a warehouse and she finds Amelia slumped against a pillar. And before she dies, Amelia hands Sarah a picture of Miss S, the picture, as a scientist from 1977. And that it's the not, same picture... Is- that is not Mrs. S. It's the same picture Miss S saw when she looked through Amelia's luggage. If it ain't the same, if if that ain't Miss S, then why the fuck was Miss S trying to steal it? I don't know. On the back of the picture, the names are blacked out, but their titles as professor are typed out, as well as Project Lita. Helena comes down the stairs with That's a, a torch. Question: What Miss? What stopped Miss S from taking the picture? There was nobody up there to stop her. It was Kira who popped up and was like, "Ha!" Yeah, but then Kara went back to bed. She could just came downstairs and took the fucking picture. She could have. You're right. <laughs> so Sarah insults Helena, and Helena slams Sarah to the ground and chokes her with a chain. But before that happens, she gets hit with a headbutt that is thorough as fuck. So uh, Helena must be Deadpool. Right? Because they're sisters and family, Helena's like, I can't kill you, just as Sarah couldn't shoot Helena when she was in the cage. But as Helena walks away, Sarah's like, I already got a family, motherfucker, and shoots her, and Helena drops. Apparently down. Like, I I can't even say she's dead. I can't even front like she's dead. You know she's, like, she drops and she's motionless, but in every movie like this, you know the villain gets back up and has to die like four times. Like, if you want her to be dead, my nigga, the rule is double tap. Exactly. But she didn't want her to be dead. She just She's Deadpool. She just wanted her to stop. Hey, I can stop Deadpool for a little while if I double tap him. And chop him into pieces. Have that nigga shirt cocking it. Uh, Sarah calls Rachel and says, you know, I don't want Kara to live like this. And, and Rachel agrees. And she tells Sarah, come on in. 
Uh, Allison also signs her contract and please kind of recover Ainsley's body. And Donnie's like, I'm going to go for a run real quick. And he runs straight to Leaky's car because he's Allison's monitor. And here's my problem with this. He didn't even run very far to get in that car. Nope. But how far did you want Donnie to run seriously? No, I wanted him to at least get like around the corner or something. A block away. Yeah. Yeah. Before you get in a fucking car because like anybody can see you and you, you know, something is happening at Ainsley's house. Like you think that she would be paying attention to this. Mm-hmm. And you're just past Ainsley's house when you get in the fucking car. Like something happened. I'm, it's no business of ours. I'm gonna go running, run right over. And hey, bud, don't even look over your shoulder like uh, Delphine did when she got in the car with Leaky. You just hey, she doesn't suspect a thing. If I'm Allison, I would have followed him. If I was the police, I would have followed. Because, like, there is a car sitting onto the side of an active fucking crime scene, just sitting there, chilling, running, with no one going anywhere. They're just sitting there, chilling. If I'm the police, I got some questions to ask for a car that's just on the side of the street, just running right past our active fucking crime scene. I got a question for Mr. Panda Bear. Hey, Panda Bear. Now, now, Skeeter, he ain't hurting nobody. <laughs> now, now, Skeeter, he ain't hurting nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, at the building to meet Rachel, uh, she runs in, Sarah runs into Paul, who escorts her from the elevator. And he tells Sarah about Afghanistan. It turns out he was a private contractor who, who killed six Marines through friendly fire. Was that that big of a secret, my nigga? Like, you could have told her that a while back. They got something on me because of Afghanistan. They're still holding something over me from Afghanistan. It's pretty bad. You don't understand. They know what happened in Afghanistan. Yeah, it is bad. It's really bad. But he could have told her. It's, I mean, it's kind of like the thing where the people, they talk about Pat Tillman being such a hero, but they never talk about that he died from friendly fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is heartbreaking. I, I still have the uh, Sports Illustrated article where they discussed that. And then there was another guy who also died uh, in Vietnam who was in the NFL. The war in Viet-fucking-Nam! Actually, now that I think about it, I have the magazine right here. Uh, Bob Kalsu, in 1969, he put aside a promising career with the Buffalo Bills to serve in Vietnam. 18 months later, he he became the only pro athlete to be killed there. Yeah, because because of your filter, that shit was blurry as fuck. I ain't see shit. Well, I'm glad, because that means that next time my wife comes walking through, you know, she can get into the shower and I want to close out the video and shit. But that's also not something I want to test. So I'll just keep turning off the video while it's still blurry as shit. Makes sense. Kasima finally... It doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. Okay, sure. Said the guy who won't even let his wife talk on the show. No, if you're going to turn off the camera, what's the fucking point of keeping it blurry? Well, I keep it... The reason why I had it blurry is because I was in another meeting 
and everybody else had their shit blurry, and I just felt insulted. <laughs> like everybody else had their shit blurry, and I'm like, I'm not gonna be the only person showing y'all my rooms. So I right. blurred my shit out. I don't need y'all to see all these clothes sitting on top of my dresser that I refuse to put away. Hey, those those clothes have purpose, my nigga. I don't know what the purpose is. That's a valid point. But yeah, I'm like, yo, y'all done fucked. You're you're like growing closer together. Why is this the moment that you decide? Is it just because it's the season finale? Yeah. Because it, it meant it literally added nothing to the 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 part. This section. It was pointless. Exactly. And it's like that's what you're holding on to. Like, I thought it was like in Afghanistan. I killed civilians when we were told to leave out the area I shot four children well he yeah, never they, said that, I mean that he, would be fine though they would never that over but he also never said if the friendly fire was intentional no he did he said he was a mercenary no he, he said he was a contractor a contractor. A con- no contract a contractor is pretty much a mercenary yeah but and still he, you know he was a private contractor he had the people in execution mode in the picture they were executed, the people he killed. But they weren't children. Nope. That would have been worse. But, you know, whatever. Trust the process. Kasima finally deciphers the sequence and discovers that Dr. Leakey and his colleagues have not only patented the file, they literally put a fucking trademark in their DNA sequence, my nigga. <laughs> like at the bottom of it, it says, this clone is owned by Amazon. <laughs> Dude, I touch. And she calls Sarah and she's like, yo, you can't make any deals with them because, you know, they dirty. And at the elevator door, oh, as the elevator door opens to Rachel's floor, Sarah and Paul have both disappeared. And Rachel receives an email from Sarah that says, Up yours, pro-clone. And Rachel makes a call saying, You know what to do. What the fuck does pro-clone mean? I don't don't know. I I don't get it either. Because that that, that just means she's for the clones. Or she's the professional clone. Or or she's, you know, it's, it's like there's a different level of clones. And one is her. And one is Michael Jordan, and one is Wayne Gretzky, and together they form the pro clones, and they go out and fight crime. No. We will, we will rock you, Brandon. Did you ever see Pro Stars? No. Oh my God, that cartoon was so fucking stupidly awesome. Yes, it was. I don't know what Pro Stars is. So check it out. Pro Stars was Michael Jordan. Bo Jackson and Wayne Gretzky, my nigga, and they were all superheroes. Like, they all played their games, their sports, but then they got called to fight crime and they became the pro stars. (laughs) They went and fought crime. Yep. It was the... It was actually not that bad. But, but, But also, you have... You also have to think about, like... They put sports in military stuff anyway, like grenades. Grenades are designed to be similar to whatever whatever sport 
that comes from that country. You know, like the typical grenade that we know of as the grenade, Mm -hmm. um, the way that it is thrown is really designed by the Europeans to mimic the throwing motion of cricket. And the, 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 um, the American grenades are designed to be the same size, about the same size and shape as a baseball. Huh. I, I don't know how you knew that, but I never knew that. Because he knows all the random shit. Uh, he knows some of it. You know the rest. Scar need to go on Jeopardy with me. No, he doesn't. We does. would win. We would win. It's not a team sport. It's a team sport. Speaking of team ear, sports. Put an earpiece in. fuck did they get away with 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 not having to pay some money to we were uh to queen you saw i did we will rock you because all i remember was the was the beat that's all i remember they didn't do that shit (laughs) if you remember like wrestling in the 80s you ever watched clips of wrestling in the 80s like not on wwe network but like on youtube they used to come down to the ring on all types of fucking songs yeah, and and you know, and and then of course the uh, the ever popular uh, Captain Planet um, is uh, Step by Step by New Kids on the Block remix. Step one, we were having some fun. Step two, <laughs> yeah, the, the fucking the background music for a Captain Planet song is. I know how you know that. I'm not going to call you out on it, but I know exactly no, why you know my that. My ex-wife so well. is a fan still. Exactly. Still. Step by step. Now I can't. I can't break them apart in my head. It has the in it too. Like it has everything that Captain Planet has. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull this off real quick. You really try to pull this off? I'm going to try. If I can, I will go down in history. If I can't, I tried. And really, isn't that what it's all about? Is the effort. Isn't it, Brandon? Right? Right, Brandon? Huh? Right, Brandon? Okay, cool. So, yeah. So, she gets back home. And she gets back to Mrs. S's house. Because, like, Miss S will tell her, you don't live here, nigga. But she gets back to Miss S's house. And the house has been ransacked. And Miss S and Kira are both gone. That's that's the end of the season. Okay, there's 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 two um, there's two things that's in the trivia for this episode. Okay. Um, on June thirteenth, twenty thirteen, twelve days after this episode, the United States Supreme Court ruled unanimously that human genes may not be patented. Damn. It was twelve days. Oh after yeah. This- I, I, go ahead, Scar. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was like twelve days after this episode aired. I was going to say, um, it took me out of the episode for a second when they had them sign that. Once they found out 
that they were patenting it. And I was like, this contract is bullshit. Like, this is not a binding contract. Like, what are y'all talking about? When are you going to take them to court? But that's what... But that's what but that's what um, that's what Cosima said. She said, don't sign that contract. They already own us. According to this, they already own us. And technically, they own Kira. Yeah, I was saying in court that wouldn't stand up. Correct. I was like, this takes me out. Like, what are you scared of? They own you. What do you mean they own you? They're going to take you to court and and sue you because they own you. They would lose that shit in a heartbeat. But then they fixed it in this ep- in season two, so I was like, "Oh, okay." And um, and I've never seen this show, but apparently the building where they went to meet Rachel is the same offices from uh, uh for the 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 law office. Well, is it law offices? Oh no, is the offices of Pearson Spencer Lit in the TV series Suits? Suits. I love Suits. Suits was such a great show for the first like three seasons and then after that it wasn't yeah it's a, it's the, it's the same building okay let me try this out real quick <clears throat> wind water heart go planet your powers combined i am captain planet Did I, did I, I think. No, I no, think. hold on. You, you cut it off at the, at the, 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 the part. I've had to hear this song way too many times. Oh my God. I can't even watch it. Their hair pisses me off. All they did was speed it up the beat. How didn't they get sued? I mean, well, maybe I the same person made it because see, they turn off the comments. Because technically, technically, that version of Step by Step is the remix. Really? There's there's a there's a there's an additional version. Really? There's an original version. Yep. Huh? Kind of like how the better version of uh, Crossroads is the original. Mm. Like that. With the internal champions? No, dog. Like we talked oh. about this before. Don't do this. Yeah, we did. I, we did this last show. Didn't we? Was yeah. it last show? It was last show. So they don't even have the original step by step on here because the original was never released. It was one of those one more chance type things. It was on the album, uh-huh. and if you had if you had the single, it had the different versions of step by step because my ex wife had the tape, so that's why I know this. Okay. She had to tape in a single. Okay. Well, Brandon, you got anything coming up? No. Nope. Scar, you got anything coming oh, up? Oh, yeah, I do. Hey, do you have a meat slicer? No, I need one, though. I was All I got is knives. I was considering getting, like, a meat slicer like you have at the deli. Yeah. And I was going to ask you if you had one, if it was hard to use. 
I'll tell you this. I have a cousin who has three fingers. He works at the deli at his local grocery store. And... Wait, what? When I worked at Bush Gardens and I worked in the Fest House at Bush Gardens, uh, we did have a meat slicer there. And you had to be 21 to use the meat slicer. And you had to wear basically these chain mail fucking chain gloves. Mm-hmm. You had to wear these chain mail gloves in order to fucking use the shit. Mm-hmm. You had to put your huh. you had to put your, you had to put your like your your plastic gloves on first, and, and then put, put the, the metal wall over the top yeah, of it. Yeah, put the chain mail over top of it, and like you and you had to be twenty one in order to use the shit. Mm-hmm. Will the chain mail gloves protect you? Yeah, yeah, because it's literally like a fucking continuous saw, yeah. but like the sharpest knife in the deck that's like just cutting through all the shit. Yeah. I know, but I'm saying, will the chain mail gloves actually protect you? I would say yes, but you know they'll figure out a way. Yeah. Life finds a way, my nigga. Like, now you scare me. Now I don't want to get one. I don't know why you would get one. Yeah, you, yeah because you need, I've been, I want to I want to make my own lunch meat. You need to make sure that you get the chain mail gloves, dog. I can't answer. They got that. a Cousinart one for the home. It's only on sale for like $99. And I was like, huh, that's not bad. Mm. Mm. I can then roast my own turkey and roast my own chicken and roast beef and make and slice it myself and save money for having to go to the goddamn expensive ass deli. It's a roast beast. Mm. That's just like that's, nine, that's, that's just nine dollars a pound. That's the Grinch, right? Roast mm. beast. I never watched the Grinch past the cartoon and the, the, the one cartoon, that they, they had. were talking about. The, they were talking about the food that when he was talking shit about the food that they have, that he said roast beast. He didn't say he didn't say roast beef. He said roast beast. Oh, that's good. <laughs> All I remember is the greatest diss track ever made in a cartoon, where they were like, "Yo, we hate this nigga, the Grinch," and that dude was like, "Say less, fam. I got you." Grinch is one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Yeah. Because they got Frankenstein singing on there. Which is dope. Okay. Did you know Did you know the Johnny Cash song, uh, A Boy Named Sue, was written by Shel Silverstein? It sounds like a Shel Silverstein poem. Once someone says it, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. That does make sense. Because at the end word, he's like, next time call me Bob or John or anything other than Sue. That sounds like a Shel Silverstein verse. And I know that. Apparently he wrote quite a few songs. I I believe it. And I know that because anybody my age had at least three Shel Silverstein poetry books in their house. Yep. And didn't even think of it as poetry. It was just funny ass shit. My favorite is still the prayer of the selfish child. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake... I pray that all my toys will break so these other niggas can't play with them. Amen. That's from Murder Was Their Case. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's Shel Silverstein. That's from Murder Was the Case. Snoop you mean Dogg. Snoop? Yeah, Snoop. Murder! Wait, what? I'm gonna need you to walk that one out a bit more, Brandon. I'm sorry. Have you ever listened to the song? Have I ever listened to Snoop Dogg's Murder Was the Case? Yes. 
he says that, and then he goes, no more Indo gin and juice. It's from it's in the song. He says, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. No more Indo gin and juice. Mm-hmm. That's not the prayer of the selfish child. That's close. Look, I'm looking at the lyrics right now. Mm-hmm. Right after this, that says, no more Indo, gin and juice. I'm on my I know what he says. Look, it's races. fucking Snoop. I'm from the West Coast. Of okay, course I know the lyrics. I know my shit. No, I you know don't. my West Coast music. You tried to... The way you conveyed the, the way you conveyed the words, really? Yes, I listened to. Yeah. Nigga, West Side. No, I, I guess. I mean, y'all didn't listen to Go Go in Baltimore, so I guess. No, listen to club music in Baltimore. I still don't know what the fuck that is. Baltimore club music, and yeah. then and then and then Jersey fucking stole it and made it seem like it was theirs. Yeah, then Jersey stole it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love club music, by the way. They turn an Onyx song into one of the most popular Baltimore club songs. Okay, so this is the only club song I ever heard. I sent one in the... Uh, oops. I sent one in the... Um, yeah, in the I group see chat. No, that's not it. That's not a link. Shouty, you fat. You said, yeah, you, said, you said Wale Baltimore club music? No, he does go-go stuff. No, but he said that that's his ode to it. This one and I, I don't know if the nigga was making fun of it or not, but this is what he did. Play the second one first. Play the second one first. What was this? What's the song you talking about? We about to find out. He wants him to play the second one first. You, you're not about to play Pretty Girls, are you? No, no. Because that's definitely Go Go. I know Go Go. I was in Waldorf. Heard that shit against my will. Tyson Pants music is trash. I love Google music. What are we talking about? Awesome pants. Did you play it, Rashani? I'm, I'm, I'm screening it first. Ain't no screening it. You're supposed to hear when the rest of us hear. Ah, fine. <laughs> Hold on. Ah, shit. Right, you know, you know. I'm going to go get my guy. See, club music. Okay, so the walk, the the Baltimore, the Be More Club Slam by Wale sounds like this. So I guess he was on point. Man, can I like ten minutes on ninety five? So I made yeah. this little song. Me and Scott. Do you know the crazy the crazy thing that that is the the very first um, Be More Club song to actually hit it big? This one, Percolator. Nope. What was Doodle it? Brown. Oh, I oh, love Doodle Brown. Brown. I thought that I thought that was so South though. Doodle Brown is, is a Baltimore club song. I hold on. Let me see if I'm talking about the same one you're talking about. I'm gonna check. It's about to drop another bang. bang. No. Yes, sir. No, that yes, ain't sir. The, that's that's not the doo-doo right brown I was thinking about. No. Nah, yes, nah, it is. No, it's not. 
I'm I'm talking about the what's it called two two dope boys and a dog or whatever. Two hype brothers and a dog is what I was thinking <laughs> so, about. Yeah, that's that that Doodle Brown. That's the that was the original. Um, Give me the track. More this is B more. Yes, when the beat kicks in, it sounds it, the beat. The beat is what makes it B more. Yeah, that's definitely what works for. Yep. Stop! Everybody on the floor just pause. Somebody come to the mood. Get on down to the groove. Brown, the brand new brother in town. Yeah, boy! Dope sounds. Smooth, the brother that's so damn cool. Never get played by a fool. Now it's my turn to rule. Yo, man, doodles in that bad. Something Michael Jackson never had. Man, doodle don't sport no Jerry Curl douche. The background background nigga makes that song. Right? I thought it was Flavor Flav. I'm, I'm, I'm in California listening to this. For some reason, my dad had a copy of it. And I just thought it was somebody who, you know, I thought it was Flavor Flav. It came out in 91. I was 11. Man, dude, don't sport no Jerry Curl juice. <sighs> you ain't play the first one. You got to play the first one, too. I do not. I do not got to. scared of your music, Brandon. I always wanted to do that dance, the the bringing the kicks dance. I've always wanted to learn how to. That sounds like the most hick shit I've ever See? heard in my entire life, with a really nice beat behind it. All that shit is is basically just is basically just vocal samples played over and over again, um, over over a dope ass beat. But That's you can see much. how that would have how that would have leaked into the R and B in the area for that time. No, because R and B typically went the other way. It typically went to more towards go go, where a lot of like you know like the like the the rare essence version of pieces of me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Go go, they sing quite quite a lot more. Um, and so, like the pieces of me, the rare essence pieces of me is like a, a staple of like go go mm-hmm. music. Yeah. Um, and I can't even listen to the Ashley Simpson or whatever the fuck version of that. I can only hear the 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 go go version of that song. And then they did they fucking they they did hello on the fucking news. <laughs> they did a go go version of hello on the fucking news before. Like, and then shout out to um. My man um, from The Wire, he was actually in... Yeah, Chuck, our, our Slim Charles. Yes, he was actually in one of those bands. Mm-hmm. See, now I know Go-Go. I know, you put your right foot up and put your booty on the floor. Girls would go crazy over Go-Go music in D.C. Like, that was the move. And, 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 and anywhere in the area, like like in the region, I'll say anywhere in the region, you pretty much get on to, to Go-Go music Basically, once you hit college, like if you weren't on it before college, college, college Baltimore. Go, uh, no, because they don't like it. But they don't like it. But it, it it's gone past there. Anywhere you were in DC at any given moment, this shit was gonna be playing. Norfolk State still plays this song. The, the band plays this song to this day. 
When Jay Z still just shit. I started. I started beating my feet. What? What you? What you doing, dog? Fine, my bad. You can't see what I'm doing. The weird thing about uh, the weird thing about beating your feet is it's almost exactly. I'm mad you gave that more time than my shit. I'm offended. I I, I think the weird thing about uh, beating your you feet. You're gonna play this right in, here in DC. Well, I'm quitting the show. Really? See, I just go trample over my my trivia. No, I didn't know you were going to trivia. I was angry. I said the um, beating your feet is what uh, beating your feet is what they do to uh, go go music, but it's almost the exact same thing as buck dancing in Louisiana. For like second line, it's trash. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's trash. It's, it's it's almost the exact same dance, but they just call it something different. Buck jumping. Buck jump time. What time is it? Go 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 music and uh, club music is not nearly as good as bounce music. Bounce music is the best. K Swift. Play that one I just sent you. I think they're ready to shout it. Rest this in peace, K Swift. Play all the time. The K Swift guy. Rest in peace. I had I had one of her TV. Let's get Rashani hype. Yeah, Rashani. Yeah. Yeah. You can leave a review on Spotify. Please <laughs> don't determine your review on these last couple of songs Brandon made me play. Um, it they takes know. like a few seconds to leave a review. Oh, that shit is great. What are you talking about? I think, I think, I think all of it. I think on both sides it's all is great. I don't, I don't have one of those. Like, no, but that slide to the left was bad. That was great. No, hold on, I'm gonna fast forward to see if it got better. You've never, you've never, you've never seen women. <laughs> when this shit comes on, women, especially after they finish that verse, the women go crazy. Absolutely. Okay, so after they finish that verse, oh. <laughs> this whole time is people dance. Yep. It's music like that that shows me I can make music. Because, like, like Little Brother said, all niggas care about is the hook. And that's the hook that'll bring people yeah. in. People are literally standing there just waiting for that part to come out so they slide can dance. Slide to the through. left. Slide to the right. Hold up, shorty. Wait a minute. Can I fuck you tonight? Damn, Doesn't make Brandon, any sense. you cuss. I cuss all the time. Say nigga. What are you talking about? Say nigga. That's so weird. I don't know. You can also leave a review on um, Podchaser. Copy and paste that in the Apple Podcast and then copy and paste that in the Good Pods. Uh, you can donate to the show at um, patreon.com slash single simulcast or on buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. Thank you to everybody who's been donating. We really do appreciate it. Um, 
the donations go thoroughly towards buying shows for this uh, podcast network, buying movies for the Hindsight Movie Network, and buying books for the Ratchet Book Club. Um, Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-O-K. And I'm Rashani. And the show is RTO Podcasts. 916-633-1537. And return to Oswald at gmail.com is still the email address. I think that about sums everything up. I'm pretty certain. Brandon, are you still sending music? You didn't I know you know this last one. Oh yeah, sorry. Sorry, you can also go to the Good Pods app where we have a tip jar. Just a tip. Thank you, Scar. I know you heard this, Sonny. The very first time I was on the very first time I was on the Angry Mailman podcast, I sent him that that song, but it takes too long to actually get started, so it didn't quite work as an intro for a podcast. I know you've heard this for some. I've heard the real song. This is a popular one. When I was growing up, I don't know what they play now. But it just goes over and over. You don't have to keep going. Okay. That's club music. It's just over and over. Then it breaks down. Oh, it says something different. Look at that. Yeah, it does. You make me want to listen to fucking fight anthem now, Leo. I'm, so, I'm, I'm like in here. We're getting Rashani. We're getting Rashani hit. So, it's an East Coast shit. So, here's a group, since you made me listen to that. There's a song by the Supremes called You Keep Me Hanging On. I found out last year that even back then, white people would take black folk songs and remake them. And at first I was mad, and then I heard this group called Vanilla Fudge, which just sounds so much like white chocolate that I couldn't even be mad for that long. But here's their version of You Keep Me Hanging On. That was funky. When I heard that, I was like, okay. Okay, I'll fuck with that. Scar didn't rock with it. I was listening to something completely different. I'm listening to I'm listening to fucking go-go music on the side. I don't give a fuck about none of what y'all was just playing. Alright, play that last one, Sonic. Get out. Fine, Brandon. Scar, you'll like this one. He keeps saying that. You'll like this. This isn't Baltimore Club. It's goat music. What I call it. The goat music. 
Bring out the fever pictures, bringing me out the dark. Well, you heard that horn, you know what the fuck this is. You know where this is going. Start jerking. <laughs> is the beat about to drop now? I'd enjoy that more if the song I wrote wasn't just playing in my head over and over again. <laughs> yeah, that the the I heard Devin fall. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious back in the day. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, that was hilarious. Nothing gets the women going like bounce music. Nothing. Oh there's God. no there's no genre music that you will enjoy more as a heterosexual male in a nightclub or a bar than bounce music. I can you know what that. you? I know what song you won't enjoy is anything by Next. I wonder if she could tell I'm hard right now. <laughs> That's why I stand by this: that Juvenile back at us up is the greatest rap song ever made. Did you Did you know the song by Next? Right. Mm-hmm. Has a sample, and the sample sounds like another one by Easter Dust, but it's actually Christmas rapping by Curtis Blow, which. Another one by Easter Dust is a kind of retooling of Christmas rapping also. Huh. Better find a sponsor to pay you to do a music podcast. No, thank you. I thought that's the only way we'll get it. No, thank you. Thank y'all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. for another one was made by Makai Beats and it's called Heaven.
You can contact him on makai.com, which is M-A-K-A-I-H.com. Or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my name, you say. 